sing it with me. You gotta put that uh, confidence. Welcome to another episode of Confidently Insecure, the podcast where we are absolutely sure we don't know everything. And this week's guest has a cuter background and outfit aesthetic than I have ever seen. I'm still building my office, so don't look. It smells like paint in here. I might be getting high from the spray paint, but still. <laughs> being shot around in this room, but I am so excited to talk to this week's guest. She is Shay Gomez, the creator of No Booze Babes, which I am so excited to talk about. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I love your backdrop. I think we're kind of coordinating. Yes. This is all an illusion too. I'm in like Mm. some random room. There's a (laughs) backdrop. You just cover everything and you're good to go. So yeah, it's, it's, I feel like everyone's been putting on, you know, a literal facade for most of the pandemic. And then none of us are wearing pants underneath our computer desks. (laughs) Yeah. I'm wearing like, I'm, my pants do not match the top. I have slippers on. It shouldn't. If you did, I'd be like, freak. <laughs> like, why does she have her shit so together right now? Um, no, but you do have your shit so together right now. So I want to tell the confidants a little bit about like what no booze babes is because it's hard we, to say it's a tongue twister. I know. I was like, <laughs> uh, but it's good. No booze babes, no booze babes, no boobs, babe, no boo, no boobs, babe. No, but I actually, also have no also. boobs. So there you yeah. go. Okay. We're staying on brand, kids. <laughs> Um, so I actually was introduced to no booze babes by my best friend, Lacey Goodekunskeen, who was on an episode over a uh, holiday break. So how do you know Lacey? Oh my gosh. So we went to college together and oh. it's crazy because we were in the same sorority and we're actually oh. in the same family tree. I don't um, know anything about this part of I, femininity hood. Honestly, I was in it for five seconds because I was like, oh, so we have chapter meetings, aka we all just shit talk and say, why didn't you look at me at that party? Oh, yikes. Um, It kind of turned into that and I was like, no. And I also, I did musical theater in (gasps) college, which Ah. we could sing some Rent together. Oh (laughs) my God. You took a a sweet spot for me with that. (laughs) Yeah. So I knew of Lacey and I'm sure I like annoyingly reached out to her because when you're rushing, you have to address them like miss, you know what I mean? And so I think I probably messaged her and was like, hi, I'd love to know about our family tree or something like that. But she's so wonderful and so talented. She's um, talented. Yes. Yeah. And I forget how it even came up in conversation. I can't, we might've been looking at like brand stuff because we're building a company together. Spoiler alert. It's oh like not public yet, but we were looking up like brand, uh, like Instagram aesthetics of, of brands. And she, I think she brought you up and I was like, wait, there's like a whole, this chick has created a whole brand around sobriety being cool and cute and like fashionable almost, <laughs> which I think is such an interesting thing because I, you know, I've talked about sobriety on the podcast a, a million times before, but not in a way where I've really been able to articulate what I think you've already just like created and jumped ahead of the curb in, in that like the younger generation really isn't dr- fucking getting wasted the way ours did. Like it's not as fun. <laughs> Am I hitting it? I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I... Personally, I mean, I'm 28 years old and I just never knew that not drinking was an option. I just thought it was this like cool club. I thought it was a mature thing to do. I thought it was classy, bougie, and I wanted to be all these things. So when I was questioning my relationship with alcohol, I 
didn't really know where to turn. And I had no idea that there was such a huge community on Instagram. So uh-huh. I was like secretly following like sober accounts. Um, I was searching all the hashtags. And oh. um, so I did a lot of like dry January, sober October, da, 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 kind of like to prove to myself that I didn't have a problem. Um, And then I would just like go back to my old terrible patterns and be like blackout on the first day of the next month. Love. Um, (laughs) Which also I'm so jealous. I mean, this is probably, that probably sounds wrong, but you never had blackouts and I was like huge blackout queen. So I... I definitely was in denial about my blackouts Mm, and I don't think I really got them till towards the end. I definitely used like browning out as an excuse. Yeah. But there was like a few blackouts, but it usually involved other substance, but yeah, that's another (laughs) topic. Yeah. But I, so I didn't realize that, you know, not drinking was an option. I didn't realize Mm. that it could be cool to Mm. not drink. I just thought, okay, this is the norm. It's so normalized to drink and to glamorize drinking. Um, and so I fell into that trap. Totally. I was that girl on Instagram posing like rosé all day. Why limit happy to an hour? Like so basic, but (laughs) you know, I just, I saw these people or specifically these women that I looked up to that were doing all these things and showing this certain lifestyle. And of course I wanted to try to emulate that. So I was doing that and I, I moved to New York city after college and best city ever. I love Ugh. New York, but it can be dangerous. I mean, I would stay out till the sun came up and, and the bars are open so late over there. So late. And, and I it's like midnight, you're home. Mm-hmm, exactly. Which like, <laughs> I Can't just, relate. it was, it was a whole new world. Yeah. yeah. I, um, so that definitely got me into trouble. Um, and I've always been a very social drinker. So Mm -hmm. I've never kept track. I've just been like, yes, another, yes, this, woo. Like (laughs) just, I got sucked up into it Mm -hmm. so much. So going back to like the sober community on Instagram, I saw these beautiful, successful women like killing it at life without alcohol. And I was like, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, it is possible. And I actually reached out to a friend. This was after I had like a really bad blackout, Mm. kind of like my final straw, Mm. um, which was at a wedding with an open bar. Oh, you know, an open bar situation was not my friend. Dangerous. Mm -hmm. So um, I just kind of had had it. I finally, Mm. something clicked. Mm. um, And so really I ended up creating No Booze Babes because I wanted to show other women that first of all, they're not alone. Second mm-hmm. of all, like it is cool to not drink. It, it <laughs> like you can not drink and be cool and bougie and dress up and have fun and do all these things that are so glamorized. Right. And, um, I just like my life completely changed when I ditched alcohol and mm. I was really trapped in a bad cycle for so long. And mm. I didn't realize it was it was really dangerous or bad because all my friends were doing it. Um, yeah. And you know, we're kind of shown like in the media and everything that in order to cope with things like stress, anxiety, all these things, we numb them with alcohol Mm -hmm. to celebrate. We pop open a bottle of bubbly. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to normalize like, Hey, you don't need to do those things. There are great also non-alcoholic options. Um, that won't yeah. leave you feeling like shit. That won't mess with your head. That won't make you feel even more depressed after, mm. you know, have that anxiety. So <laughs> I don't know. It's 
Nobu's Babes has been like the most incredible thing because I love people and connecting with people from mm. all over the world that are questioning their relationship with alcohol or are taking a break or they are sober. Um, there are a lot of us out there and yeah. it's pretty freaking awesome. And I think that we should like share about it proudly and like live and speak our truth. And that's just mm-hmm. what I'm trying to What's do. That's what you're fucking doing. You brought <laughs> up an interesting point about like connecting with people all across the world, because obviously like we have a problem in our American culture duh, of just like mm-hmm. showcasing that it's, you know, the first you know, way to rebel. It's the, you know, the, the social driving aspect of high school. Honestly, for me, I grew up in the South. So it was like, you were drinking at a very young age, you know, college is, I mean, look at any movie that's ever been created mm-hmm. is a keg stand starting yep. with a keg stand, a frat party, sororities, like that whole Greek life is like so fucked up and thank God it's being like exposed a little bit so that we can see some kind of actual change. But America has such a uh, pronounced drinking culture. And when you mm-hmm. were saying, Oh God, I just took a look at my nails. I've been painting <laughs> all day. Don't be alarmed. Fabulous. <laughs> that was a complete sidebar. Um, <laughs> but it, you know, when you said connecting around the world, I immediately thought of like, okay, the UK also kind mm-hmm. of has that same vibe. And then I was like, where else? Like, is it just white English speaking people that really truly can't get in touch with their fucking like feelings and emotions. And just, we push this drinking culture onto them. But I, that I get, this is a question for my coffee nonce. If you're listening and you don't live in the UK or the U S like, what's your drinking culture? Like, are you brought up to be this way? Like what's your relationship with booze? I'd love for you guys to answer in the comments below, but, um, I love what you, like I said, what you've done with the brand of being like, your life can be fun and successful and amazing and you don't have to have booze never seemed like an option for me because doing that would force me to admit that I didn't actually have it all together. Like I yeah, was actually, that's exactly me. Like I, a messy I, wanted, bitch. <laughs> I wanted this perfect image of me to be put out and that's like what we see on social mm-hmm. media, all these things. And I fell into that trap but it's like now it's genuine. Like mm. when I'm putting these things out, yeah, I have good days and bad, but like I'm actually, I actually know who I am and I'm actually mm. figuring my shit out and able to deal with that, deal with it without numbing myself and mm. just putting it off for another day. Or mm-hmm. I just feel like I spent so much time thinking about alcohol when I was going to drink next, once I had it oh, am I drinking faster than everyone? It, mm. When can I have another glass? Are they going to order mm. another bottle? Like I was mm. never fully present in my life. Yes. And I delayed my dreams, even though I was in New York and auditioning and mm. booked a tour and did all these mm. things that outwardly looked great. Internally, I did have this struggle. Mm. And sometimes I would I would put off my dreams literally because I'd be hung over. I'd be hung over for three days. Ugh. I wouldn't be in the right mindset. Yeah. <laughs> I would cancel auditions. Like Ugh. I just delayed and delayed. Yes. And I just like, I can't believe I did that for so long. But I mean, yeah, if I hadn't gone through that, I wouldn't be where I am today. But yeah. still like... Uh, kind of wish it, the realization came a little earlier. Like I know I certainly do. I mean, I don't know if you feel this way. I'm curious, like, you know, even listening to episodes that I did a year ago about it. I see. I don't even know what, what time I have under my belt. Cause I, I've 
let it go so out of my life that I'm not even checking in on it because I find the more that I think about it, the more I'm thinking about it. And like you said, I spent so much fucking time of my life thinking about it that I'm kind of like, "Eh." but you know, when I have, I had a very hard time saying, hi, I'm Kelsey and I'm an alcoholic. I'm not in the program. I didn't do the 12 steps. I know that that's like not typical. Um, but I, always thought of an alcoholic as someone who, you know, lost all their shit, was a mess, but I was a very like high functioning drunk. I never lost anything. I didn't have a rock bottom, yada, yada, yada. And I still have a hard time identifying with alcoholic because of how easy quitting was for me. I I think of alcoholism as like a disease, to an extent, a disease, and that it's a force beyond their nature. When I'm like, oh no, I, I just like, cold turkeyed it and it turned out it was time and it worked. And, you know, I don't know if I just have a lot of complex feelings around that. I do too. Your thoughts. I have the, I have the same feelings. I think what held me back for so long, um, from quitting is because I didn't put myself in a certain box. I was like, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm an addict. Like I'm not hiding alcohol. I'm not whatever. You know what I mean? Like I didn't, think that I had a problem because again, all my friends were doing it. It was normal. You go out, you go on dates, you go for drinks, you get a nightcap. It's Mm -hmm. just this endless cycle that is so normal. Um, and what the thing is that like, you know, everyone says like, Oh, did you have a quote unquote problem? And it's like, well, yeah, yeah. Like question mark, but (laughs) also like, my drinking was problematic. Like it Mm. created a lot of problems for me. It made me question myself. It made me not be a good partner, Mm. not a great daughter, sister. Mm. It made me not bring my best self to my work. It Mm. made, it just like, yeah, I guess it had to go. Like, why was I not realizing that that was (laughs) like something that was holding me back? It's not forever. Like I will shout from the rooftops that it was the best thing that I've ever decided to do. Like I wake up earlier. I'm more productive. I, I, you know, um, I value the friendships that I have. I'm not like making friends with some fucking random in a bathroom and like trying to have lunch with them later that we like, I just, every, every fucking thing about my life is better. Mm -hmm. And I'm not trying to convince other people that their lives will be better too. So it, it does play a fine line where like, I'm happy to talk to people about it. And I, I always saying, you know, if you, if you're questioning your relationship with alcohol, you know, you sound like me in that you probably a hundred times says I am never drinking again before you actually never drink again. Yep. But you said something that was like, it just clicked and it just was time. And I felt like that was the same for me. Can you speak on a little bit of that like hard to explain change, especially when you were someone who had said, I'm going to quit a million times and was able to do dry January and so October and things like that? Yeah. I mean, I resonate a lot with your story. I was listening back to your podcast with you sharing about you. I believe that you brought like a mindful drinking journal to yes. a wedding. Yes. yes. I was just listening <laughs> to that. And the fact that yours is after a wedding too, mine was the wedding with the open bar. But yeah. again, like I said, I 
did all of these dry Januaries and these breaks to prove to myself that, oh, I don't have a problem. Like I'm okay. I can go on my merry way. But mm-hmm. then again, it was the vicious cycle. It was me waking up the next day being like, mm-hmm. what did I do? Where mm-hmm. am I? Um, what mm-hmm. did I say? People having to tell me these things. Mm-hmm. And I just like got so over that. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. I just like, <laughs> I didn't know who that was. I really yeah. did become someone else. I was just like this messy, horny girl <laughs> who is like making out with bartenders. Oh. I was single. You know what I mean? Like I just yeah. was like, what? Like in, uh, I would never do such a thing without alcohol. Right. But, um, which was like, yeah. Anyway. So fast forward, I had the wedding with the open bar. I am in a serious relationship with my partner, Matt, mm. and he, same partner. Um, well, we actually dated in high school, broke oh. up for four years. Oh. And then, got back together. Um, So he knew me like just before. And he also just saw me kind of struggle, but also my crazy drinking days were when I was single in the city. Ah, Okay. Yeah. And like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, Cosmos. Yeah. Um, So honestly having, (laughs) having like a person that you're like, Oh, I, I want a future with this person. I want to spend the rest Mm -hmm. of my life with them. Like, I think me drinking was potentially jeopardizing that. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was a big wake up call too. Um, Mm. so anyway, having the wedding, the blackout, the emotion, emotional crying hysterically to my mom on FaceTime, getting Mm. myself an Uber home for no reason. Like Mm. I just, I think a day or two after that, I went with my mom somewhere, ordered a beer and had a sip. And I was like, I I can't do this. I can't, and I don't even know. It's like I wanted this for so long, mm-hmm. and my gut was telling me that I would probably have a better life and without alcohol. Mm-hmm. But I really suppressed that for a long time and delayed that for as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And then I was finally like, I can't keep doing this to myself. Yeah. And I don't know what it was. I, I took a sip or two and I was like, I no, I can't do this. So I actually started with a three month break. I'm like, I'm not drinking for three months because forever seems like a really long time. And that's scary. Too dramatic. (laughs) Too dramatic. But um, even though I knew like I'd like to like never drink again, I think that'd be best. I never want to go back there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then so the three months like turned into more. I just kept extending it. I was like, Oh, I have a concert to sing in. Like, let me just do another week. Okay. Like I, I'll do another concert. I got a sound. You're like, it's all these other things. Not the fact that I'm enjoying being sober. (laughs) Totally. So I don't know, like something just clicked for me. And I think I I was done. I I don't know. And then honestly, like I, launched no booze babes when I was six months sober. And I Ah. still was like, what am I doing? (laughs) Um, But also that was almost like accountability to myself. Like, okay, I'm going to connect with these other people who are sober or like-minded and that's going to hold me accountable because Mm -hmm. I'm going to show up as myself. I'm going to show up for other people. I'm going to support other people. I'm going to learn from them. Um, Mm -hmm. And it really just became something that I never imagined. But again, that accountability, I was like, this is kind of my like, hey, everyone, I'm not drinking. Like some of my friends didn't even know. And I was like, no booze babes, follow. Yeah. And they're like, like, who's, whose account is this? Exactly. (laughs) That's, I mean, that's like quite an identity to take on. Right. Cause like my 
history, my background, I mean, how probably most people who are listening to this podcast know me is from being the internet's best lady alcoholic. Like any video, like nine times out of 10, when you click on a video of me, it's probably from me drinking. And it really, you know, I can't say it didn't get me places. Like I got Mm -hmm. invited to do things that I normally wouldn't do. I would get brand deals that I, you know, although I never actually took any alcohol brand deals, I would get like, you know, adjacent nice things from like a nice bottle Mm -hmm. whatever um but it it did get me places so taking my identity out of that I definitely like for the first three months was kind of like lying to people for sure even though in my head I was like I'm fucking done I am so fucking done someone would be like hey we're shooting this thing like can you be this and like you know you'll be drinking the, the the and I'd be like oh I'm actually like on antibiotics or I'm not, I'm out of town that week. Like I fully lied to Eugene from the try guys and told him I was out of town when I wasn't out of town because I just like, didn't know how to say it yet mm-hmm. because my identity had been built. So around being that girl that did. My sweet, sweet confidants. I just had to take a quick second pause on the pod one real quick second just to talk about my most favorite thing which is therapy with my most favorite company which is better help y'all know i am constantly preaching about better help which is an online therapy app website you can download right now and get matched with a licensed professional counselor in under 24 hours because i truly Truly believe in it. I use it every single week. Shout out to my therapist, Kim. And I also do couples therapy from it. It has made my life so much more manageable during this pandemic. And I want all of my confidants to be able to have that accessibility and affordability, which is why I love BetterHelp because it is more affordable than traditional counseling and on other online competitors. And they deal with all sorts of things like anger issues, LGBT, family life, uh, sexuality, relationships, sleeping, trauma, you name it. BetterHelp is there for you. And I want you to start living a happier life today. And as a listener, you're going to get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash CI. You're going to join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health when you go to betterhelp.com. H-E-L-P dot com slash C-I. The weather is getting warmer, so it is time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince. Now that I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortless, effortless, less, yeah, effortlessly chic year after year, like uh, premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from 30 doll hairs, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. I can confirm this. I'm actually wearing Quince pants right now. You are. They are so, they're they're loose, they're breezy. These babies have a button, a fly, drawstring, and elastic in the band. So I can like, I can dress them up, I can dress them down. Yes. They are, they're the perfect 
pant for summer and I'm really comfortable as hell in them. Honestly, I am wearing the Quince 14 karat gold earring loop right now. Oh my God. I know. I think it's so cute. It does not tarnish. It is so comfy and I have sensitive ears so I'm really loving this for my body. So get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Kelsey for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Kelsey to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Kelsey. <laughs> me undies, baby. Let me tell you, I got a package in the mail the other day. Had my name on it. Opened it up. A lone pair of the softest underwear I have ever felt in my life. Of course, it was from my me undies fam. They know that I got to keep it fresh. I got to keep it cute. I got to keep the patterns going. And I saw something on TikTok that said, like, you're supposed to replace your underwear every six to 12 months anyways. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that but don't worry because me undies has got you covered building your collection of soft as heck undies has never been easier they've created a membership where you get a pair of your fave undies delivered each month you're the boss this is your world and they're just sending you undies you also get up to 30 percent off virtually everything they make and early access to the most exclusive prints me undies are designed to be the softest thing you'll ever put on your body and Offered in a range of sizes from extra small to 4XL, okay? And for any first-time purchasers, you're going to get 15% off and free shipping. Baby, they got a problem-free philosophy. If you don't like it, you can return it. No questions asked, no caveats. They will refund or exchange. So to get your first 15% off, your first order, free shipping, and 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go to meundies.com slash confidently. That is meundies.com slash confidently. So like you building this brand, um, I want to ask like, you, you, you say it's definitely like an accountability. Was there perks beyond accountability that made you go like, oh, I want to keep doing this? Yeah. Well, honestly, I didn't even imagine that No Booze Babes would turn into a brand. And so I feel like now I'm kind of playing catch up like, oh shit. Like, you know (laughs) what I mean? Like, and I mean, February 1st marks a year of No Booze Babes. So it's really like, it's not that old. So how many followers do you guys have? I don't know. Oh my um, gosh. I think close to 20,000, but, um, that's amazing for literally being a brand that's about just not drinking for less than a year. Well, it just shows how many like people there are out there who are questioning their relationship with alcohol or the cool thing is too, like, I mean, I want it to be no booze babes because I want it to be, if, if you're doing dry January, follow along for like mm. booze free tips, inspo, mm. booze free options. Like if you're taking a break from booze, I've had a lot of people who are pregnant too, who are like, Hey, do you have any suggestions? Uh-huh. Like I just want it to be there it's for, for everyone. People. Yeah, exactly. Like mm. I may never, like I'm not ever drinking again, but that doesn't mean I'm judging you for just right. being here for a break, like, no. or whatever it may be. Yeah. Like you do you. Um, of course, like you said, I will shout from the rooftops like yes, best thing in my life. Ever. But I don't judge other people who are drinking. You know what right. I mean? Like my partner drinks, my so parents drink, you know. Yeah. So it's like my sister doesn't, which has been amazing. I know Neither does it, your does mine. <laughs> it's like I, I listened to a bit of um your podcast oh, together as boy. well. And I was like, Yes. 
<laughs> That's what's revealing. But mm-hmm. so you have a sister too. I know you guys do a podcast together, right? Yeah. We have a podcast called The Real Sisters of Sobriety. We love our real housewives and stuff. So we're like, we just, we're going to keep it real. We don't need a strong drink to tell you what we really think. Ooh. And um, yeah, so she is actually today is 15 months for her. Oh, shit. Um, Happy but birthday. Like, <laughs> but like you were saying, like it just becomes part of who you are mm-hmm. and you kind of like lose track of the days because you're yeah. like, this is like just the life I'm living now. And so that's even been a thing for me recently being like, I'm not just this like person who doesn't like, it's a part of me, but there are so many different parts of me too. So finding that balance, because obviously no booze babes is all about like being booze free, living your best life, celebrating a booze free life. Um, but then I always fear like I don't want to cross any weird line of like, okay, well, can you talk about not being booze free? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't, you know, well, so I, mean, it, I love, I love that. And I like encourage all the confidants to go follow the account because that's such a good message. Just like you even said, it doesn't have to just be for sober people, although that's like great and love that visibility. But just even if you're thinking about it, having that shit pop up in your algorithm and like subconsciously following other sober creators and like putting that messaging in your socials, like you won't even realize that you'll kind of start to see, you know, again, not preaching how much better your life can be, but <laughs> like that people are still having fun, being successful, like, and have more to their identities than just being sober, which, you know, kind of leads me to, you know, something I wanted to talk about because it's a question I've been getting in like every interview I've been doing, you know, I've been doing a lot of PR for the book. Mm -hmm. So every question I get is like talking about sobriety, people have talked about how this pandemic has either worsened their usage or lightened the usage. Cause like for me, right, there's no social events. So I don't even need to have to like think about it or worry about it. But for a lot of people, the isolation and the extra free time and all of these, um, you know, Zoom happy hours and shit. It's like, oh, I wasn't planning on getting fucking trashed on Tuesday night, but I guess like my company's doing a thing, so I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I think it would be kind of cool to hone in on those listeners who are people who have been questioning their relationship during the pandemic about just like how do you even manage that conversation in your head right now. Yeah. I mean, I think kind of what you suggested of filling your feed with other, you know, sober curious accounts, sober accounts. Mm -hmm. I think also the word sober and sobriety is such a stigma, which really like boring. Yeah, people are like, you know, there's so many assumptions about, yeah, (laughs) we're whenever they think you're boring, all of this, which is like really what I'm trying to help break and normalize being booze free, no matter what the reason is. If you're Mm -hmm. like, you, you don't have to have the reason you'd be like, Hey, I want to just like live my best life and not delay and all of these things. Um, but I think things that could help is filling your social media with people who are positive. I know I've had, I had to get rid of a lot of people who you know, some of those accounts that make fun and those wine Mm -hmm. memes and all these things that Mm -hmm. kind of play Mm -hmm. into your mind. And, Mm -hmm. um, I think that'd be super helpful, but also, um, if you're thinking about taking a break or you don't want to always be reaching for that bottle of wine, um, I know it sounds maybe dramatic, but just getting rid of the alcohol in your apartment or house, I had to do that. And I stocked my fridge with like club sodas, yeah, like yeah. all those things. So that like when you are having like a craving, you're like, hey, I want to like There's pour no myself sip. a glass yeah. of wine. Yeah, that you have options that you can, you know, pour yourself something that's non-alcoholic. Um, 
also honestly reading Quitlet is really helpful. What's that? Um, quit literature. So it's all about like quitting drinking, um, kind of like what I I love the book This Naked Mind by Ooh, Annie Grace. Never heard yeah. of it. It's amazing. Aww. She just breaks down really like what alcohol actually does to your body. Mm. She's never, it's not preachy. I don't want mm. preachy. It's not saying nope. never drink again. It's literally telling you what alcohol does to your body. Mm. If you're feeling this sort of way, like you're not alone. Different. I don't know. It's amazing. So I think just like gaining all the knowledge that you can, you can also do yeah. that from following certain accounts. They, you know, have great different like facts about like right. this, what this does to your body. Um, right. But also just like, it's so hard with COVID. Um, it's a I blessing know. and a curse because right. we're alone with ourselves a lot and alone with <laughs> our thoughts. <laughs> we have to deal with our shit and it's sometimes hard, but. Yeah, trauma release is like the hardest thing. It's so uncomfortable. And mm-hmm. I think that that's something that a lot of people are going through right now is like, it doesn't feel like a trauma because everyone's going through it and it's just your everyday life. But like, this really is a fucking traumatic time and having to deal with that and recognize how you actually feel about it, how you're actually being affected, how like your soul is different than a year and a half ago sucks. Like no one wants to do like shadow work and fucking like (laughs) a deep inventory or like no one wants to fucking do that. Yeah. It seems easier to just like, snag a beer and I love what you said about like getting it out of the fucking house oh my god like you know it it's hard to you know get groceries right now like you're taking a chance mm-hmm. by going out so even just doing yourself that favor of like you know kind of putting it off to the side I think that's such a good recommendation and like you yeah. know I I am curious on your thoughts because I know on Nobu's Babes I see all the time non-alcoholic beverages which I mm-hmm. love and I recently discovered Heineken 0.0. It's my favorite non-alcoholic beer. Okay, so you drink non-alcoholic beer. I do. So not everyone does. Off. You yes. do you. Like if it's triggering for you and it's going to make you want the real thing, it's a no-go. Like no. But it um, does not for me. For me, it, no. It tastes just like beer. It's delicious and it doesn't make me feel like shit. It doesn't yeah. make me fall asleep in the shower. It doesn't <laughs> make me say mean things to people yep. I love. Like, mm-hmm. um, so it's like you're still getting that like experience. If you're like, oh, well, I really like beer and I don't want to like let it go. Well, like there are so many yes. non-alcoholic options for beer, wine, and for spirits. Wine? Yes. I uh, have not seen wine. Wait. Oh my gosh. I just yes. know that it's like a- sparkling apple juice and it's always got a shit ton of sugar. No, no, no. Not all of them. I'm going to oh. tell you. There are some that you're like, and this is sparkling cider. Yeah. Which, nothing against that. Love a good no, Martinelli's love, to love pop. Love Martinelli's. Like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> love to flick don't out. drink don't drink the whole bottle because I got absolutely sick from doing that one. Oh, so much sugar. Oh no. All that sugar. I but, had no know. idea because I've seen like seed lip and you know, mm-hmm. very cool spirit companies where I've been like, what the fuck? Why would I waste money on a bottle? It's like, it's good shit. They're like it's burning fucking fig. And I don't even know what they put in to make it taste so delicious, but it's, I don't know many people in our millennial generation that drink because they like the fucking taste, you know? I like, know. And <laughs> that kind of seems like an old school scotch guy thing. I know. I know. I feel like just I mean, I used to just drink to like get drunk and 
shots and all these things. But it's so funny too. It's like, when you think back to it, like I didn't like wine for the longest time. It's like, I had to train myself to like wine. I'm like, yeah. Why? Like I should have just like been like, wow, this is not good. Not like good. I should it's, not put this in my body. It's like pennies. Um, <laughs> or like when you exactly yeah. when you when you take shots and you're like squint your face and you get why are we doing that? Why, why do we take yourself? that as a sign that like, oh, this is poison? Like yeah. not, we're not. literally going like eh, oh yep. Like our bodies are having a physical reaction and we're like, more. <laughs> truly, truly. But there's the so fuck? many amazing non-alcoholics. I think it can be tricky. I think I've had some people be like, well, why would you like share about this, non-alcoholics and all of these things? But it's like, it's really helped in my sobriety to, sobriety, to be honest, because having these options make me not reach for something that is alcoholic. Yes. And I'm not saying I have a non-alcoholic every day or anything. Like Either. I love me some kombucha, seltzer. There's so many damn flavors now. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> you know, just like, I just know in the beginning, especially those three months that I did, I did have a lot of cravings, especially, you know, there's so many things that we associate with drinking. Even me making dinner with my boyfriend, like usually we wine. open a bottle of wine. Yep. Yeah. And then the night gets a little fuzzy. Like so yeah. I'd train myself to be like, okay, cool. Like, why am I having this craving? Do I associate alcohol mm -hmm. with this moment? Am I wanting it for the taste? Like, mm -hmm. I, you really have to break it down and be honest with yourself, which yeah. is freaking hard too. Because sometimes yeah. you're just like, I just want it, you know? You know, the, I, I've always stood by, I've always been adamant that I don't get cravings, which I'm very fucking lucky because addiction runs in my family, obviously. Um, and the, I will say, the one time that I've wanted it is wine when I'm eating Italian food. And it's exactly mm -hmm. what you're saying. It's like an association of like, I'm missing out on elevating this experience because wine is supposed to make carbs taste better. And I'm like, it doesn't though. No. <laughs> like, no, exactly. We associate. Yeah. We associate these things and I worked, I've worked in the service industry, you know, a struggling actor does such things of and course. it's, it's all about like wine pairings and mm. wine Up service sailing. and shots yeah. and exactly. So I was like, okay, cool. This is just part of everything. Yeah. And we'd have these tastings of like, see how these bubbles go with these fries. And I'd be like, yeah, like, <laughs> you know, like it's just but there are non-alcoholic options. Like when you yeah. are having, if you're like, Ooh, I kind of like wine, like a wine, like there are wine companies that have alcohol removed wine that are freaking bomb. Like I'll have to send you a list. Dead ass. I'm like going to include it in the description of this episode because I want to put links because maybe I just haven't done enough research. No, but that's the thing. Unless you're really like, yeah, researching or like looking into that or following these different like booze free mm -hmm. accounts then you really don't know. Like it was a whole new world that opened up and I was like, whoa. Yeah. Like, you, and there's so many companies that like are just popping up by the day. Oh yeah. Because no one wants to fucking drink anymore. Yeah. It's, it's pretty incredible. And there's so many cool like virtual um, like clubs or dance parties that are all about being like just doing, like enjoying experience without Mindful. alcohol, without yeah. anything. Exactly. Like, yeah. which I love. Like, yeah. I can't and, wait till we can all be together and like go yeah. to events or throw events or, you know what I mean? Like there were totally. non-alcoholic bars popping up. Like that's, yes. yeah. that's what I was going to say. It's like the, I was hearing about them and then fucking COVID hit. And I was like, oh, because it was in New York. It was in the city. Yeah, that no there's, 
Yeah. There's one in Brooklyn. I went to, oh, frick, it's, the name is escaping me right now, but I went there and I was like ordering everything. So like, God, this is such a moment. Are they like, so expensive though? Cause I feel like if you're going to Brooklyn, they're like $14 a fucking cup, aren't they? I mean, I'm sure I think it was something <laughs> like that, but like I used to spend that money on cocktails and then I oh, feel like yeah. shit. So I was like, yeah. bring it on. And there's also listen bar, which they hold different pop-up events every month. They're doing some virtual stuff now too, but they did all these cool swanky events and it was cool. Like there were cool DJs, performers, like I, it's just like, I cannot wait till we can that, get back. Yeah, we can but get back. Like I think like people can use this time to recognize and kind of like reevaluate that relationship so that when mm-hmm. like the world goes back to normal, I'm making air quotes like we'll never yeah. be normal. Um, <laughs> like that, that foray into the world maybe won't feel as, you know, stark. Like it, it won't feel mm-hmm. as dramatic because you'll have this practice now. And yeah, like you'll be able to kind of, you know, test the booze-free drinks, you know, because like you said, some people get really triggered by that. And some people will always be like, oh, if you don't drink, why are you drinking a 0.0? And I'm like, I don't know. I just kind of want to feel included a little bit. And like, (laughs) have not people fucking question me like you, like hop off my, my dick. But I think you can like have experimentation right now while you're kind of home and feeling safe and like really ask yourself, you know, try some of, try some of these brands. Like, I think that's such a great idea to kind of like implement it now so that when we go back to real life, it's not so hard. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like, yeah, I can, it is freaking hard to, especially during these times to like sort through your feelings and actually feel your feelings like Mm -hmm. that when you don't drink, you actually feel your feelings, which is great, but really hard too. Um, but it's, it's nice because like, I've just found in sobriety that, you know, if I have like anxiety about something and I'd usually drink or pregame or whatever, I wasn't actually dealing with my anxiety or I wasn't dealing with if I was feeling (laughs) weird socially, you know what I mean? And like, so it just held me back from really growing and I've actually been able to like breathe and live through the discomfort and actually grow and learn different tools. You get better at it. Exactly. You get better at managing it. Life doesn't get easier. Yeah. Now's a great time. Listen to certain podcasts, like, Mm. you know, read some like quit literature, follow some accounts, try some like mocktail recipes or try some non-alcoholics if that's your thing. Um, so that, yeah, when the world goes back to normal, quote unquote, who knows, um, you kind of have set yourself up for success the best you can. Um, Beforehand. I think you nailed it. I wasn't like planning on this episode kind of being like how to quit drinking, <laughs> but I think these are all really good, like t- actual tangible steps, you know, especially because like, I don't know if you're in the program, but a, a lot of, you know, none of them are meeting in person. They're the lot, a lot of them are virtual and people are kind of like, yeah, I'm literally having a beer under the table after this. Like no one's being mm, honest with themselves. Yeah. Like, you know, if you're thinking about it and maybe like kind of wrapping up, you can give us a, a closing thought on like, you know, if you're thinking about it, I believe that your body and brain are trying to tell you something. So like, maybe listen. Yeah. I think if you're questioning it, then you got to listen to that. Um, yeah. You know, I think avoiding it is just going to delay and delay. And like we said, mm-hmm. Ain't nobody got time for that, especially oh, right now. Like, wait, we're still, you, yeah. Um, 
I think, yeah, if you're questioning it, if you're putting into Google, am I drinking too much? Then like, yeah, maybe it's time to, to reevaluate and really see like, okay, is booze allowing me to live the life that I want or is it getting in the way? Um, even making a damn pros and cons list and be like, Mm. because I I mean, that sounds maybe silly, but um, I think when I made a pros and cons list, the cons very much outweighed the pros, you know, I mean, wait, did I say that? Yeah, no, that's right. Yeah. Oh my God. I totally was like, what am I saying? Um, But yeah, we didn't say I just, you were going to get smarter when you quit drinking. Okay. We no. just said you were going to, you know, be more mindful, more present, that kind of thing. <laughs> exactly. I've exactly. already fucking drank off most of my brain cells. So I can't, <laughs> listen, you get what you get. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But yeah, listen oh, to yourself, yeah. listen to your yeah. body, do what's best for you. And if booze is getting in the way of things, like it's got to go. And I okay. think like you will know you know, to by kind of testing that, that slowing down of just next time something stressful happens, if the kids won't fall asleep or if like your partner's being a fucking asshole, like is your first, second or third thought to reach for alcohol? Cause if mm-hmm. it is, I feel like if that's in your top three of like tool belt, I'd be like, you know, when it's like a oh, hard day, let's go grab a drink. It's kind of like, okay. Or go see a movie. Or go to a cool restaurant or like take a fucking walk. Like totally start coming up with these sort of alternatives and, you know, listen, Shay and I aren't here to tell you that your life's <laughs> going to get so much fucking better, but ours did. Yeah. We can only speak from experience. Um, <laughs> hey, you're so awesome. I think what you're doing is so cool. I love like the message you preach and just like the aesthetic. I know I keep saying like, the thank you. But like, I, I love what you stand for. And I love too that. You know, it's just another resource. So can you tell the confidants where to find you and, and what you got going on? Yes. So you can find me on Instagram at no booze babes. You can find uh, my sister and I's podcast, The Real Sisters of Sobriety. Um, keeping it real. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you can find me on Facebook, YouTube. I'm going to start my YouTube back up, but I actually have a series called Sober Sips. So if you're interested in non-alcoholic beverages, I actually I have reviews on there. Oh, I so, so yeah, and I will keep it real with you. If it tastes like <laughs> apple juice, I will tell you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no booze, babes. I'm really excited for what's to come. Hoping some merch is in the work. I Ooh. freaking love your merch. Oh my God. It's Thank beautiful, you. amazing. Actually, oh, you're getting some. I'm sending it. But it's so funny you mentioned the merch because like I forgot to mention this. I'm probably going to redesign it because I'm not going to be on the same merch not the oh god this is gonna be very inside baseball (laughs) ignore everything i've said but i had a shirt that said sober babes do it sober and i just like thought it was the greatest idea and then i put like zero work into marketing it so i i pulled it from the line but i think i'm gonna like re re re-jigger that idea and see what see what how the audience responds to that i think so i would definitely proudly rock that and i would proudly rock yours so please keep me on your pr list when you Oh my god. <laughs> oh Shay, well thanks so much. It was so great to meet you. I'm so glad Lacey connects with us. Don't forget you can rate this five stars on iTunes. It only takes a second. All you gotta do is hit poop and then type like a smiley face. You don't have to really even do that much. Just pause this right now and go do that. Uh don't forget you can always write to us at confidently podcast at gmail.com. You can follow us at confidently pod on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, and don't forget to go follow No Booze Babes. I love it. So I know you guys will too. Thanks so much, Shay. We'll see Thanks. you guys next week. Bye. Bye.